planet that whenever uh, we look at a pandemic or an epidemic on the planet, often Jupiter's involved. So if we look back and see what did Jupiter bring us the year before, so in 2019, mm -hmm. while he was moving through the sign of Sagittarius. Well, at that point, in Sagittarius, it's all about growth and expansion and moving outward and, you know, the world being sort of our oyster where we could travel at will, where we could, you know, get engaged with other cultures and, and other, you know, types of foods and, you know, everybody, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? Very expansive in nature. And then anytime a planet starts to move toward the 29th degree of a sign, that is where all the lessons come home to roost, right? It's like the uh -huh. degree of the zodiac. So on December 1st, as the first virus is emerging, Jupiter was sitting at the 29th degree of a sign that's known for its largesse, a sign uh -huh. that's known for overdoing things, right? Making things bigger and magnifying the effect of something. But we do not know yet at that point in time what it is. Mm -hmm. the very next day, Jupiter on December 2nd moved into the sign of Capricorn. Now it went from, you know, magnified and big, a sign it rules, and it went down to this little, you know, this sign of uh, Capricorn where the boundaries are now constricted and where the karma comes home to roost for all of the misdeeds of the past. Now, I'm not saying that the, the virus is karmic or a karmic uh, tool of the universe to you know, get us all for the, the, the past misdeeds, but it is very sure that because we had been doing things in a way that is not sustainable, the moment mm -hmm. that a planet moves, a planet of growth moves into a sign that requires sustainability, that something was bound to happen. And as it turns out, the virus mm. then began its, you know, effect, let's say, on not only the human body, but social structures, and then the bigger structures that Saturn and Capricorn actually rule. For instance, the government or the economies or uh, the institutions that we all know and love. So we had, you know, Jupiter setting that stage for us way back in December. Then if we fast forward a few days after that, we ended up around Christmas time. So it was the 25th for me here on the West Coast. I think it probably was the 26th for you guys over in right. uh, Australia, where we had the solar eclipse, right? How often do we have a solar eclipse that, you know, comes on the same day as a holiday? Uh, for you guys, it would have been Boxing Day. For us, it was Christmas Day. And that kind of calls our attention to something new happening. And that was happening in the sign of Capricorn. So now we've had Jupiter move into Capricorn. We have this major solar eclipse that occurs in Capricorn. And fast forward to January 10th, we had another eclipse across Cancer in Capricorn, this time in the sign of I mean, this time uh, it was January 10th and it was at, I want to say closer to the 20th degree of the sign of Capricorn, which means then it was very close to where Saturn and Pluto were. And in fact, two days later, Saturn and Pluto came into their conjunction. So I'm just laying this template here. So you see that there's all these planets that are jockeying for position in a sign known for uh, affecting us in a way to bring constriction or to bring uh, the, to exacerbate the effects of our not being sustainable, 
or a doing things that were not sustainable. And I had already said to all of my listeners, we might've even mentioned it on your show way back in November or October, whichever was the month before you left, that we were looking to the possible economic ramifications of uh, the, the markets and the, uh, the, the wastefulness in the markets over uh, kind of the over uh, abundance of stocks and things like that that were going on uh, because it was 12 years ago when we had the big economic recession that Jupiter was also in Capricorn. So I was already, it was already on my screen, right? That there was something. Um, but you know, the, the, the vehicle through which it happened to come about this time was a little bit more earth shattering, right? Before it was sort of markets and businesses and mortgages and that kind of thing. Uh, some big retailers having to close shop and it did really hit us hard. But now it's not only those big institutions, it's us, right? The people, the, the individuals who might be uh, having a, an issue with finding a job or not having a job or being quarantined or being sick or, you know, up until, you know, even the people that are dying from, from this disease. Mm. So we have this sort of global pandemic at the same time now we're having this global economic meltdown in response to that but you have to almost trace all of this back to the fact that we still haven't learned the lessons of sustainability and that's been the hallmark for a very long time because not only is had saturn been in in capricorn and then jupiter moves into capricorn pluto had been there since 2008 and is still there so Pluto's providing us lessons. Pluto is providing us the, uh, the death and the rebirth potential for uh, all of humanity for, I want to say, honestly, that I think this is a reset. I believe that we are in a cosmic reset. When I look at this from, if I can back out as far as I can, you know, from my, get out of my limited human perspective, what I see is that this is uh, preparing us for an evolutionary leap. And often before that leap happens, there is sort of a, a clearing, a, a clearing that occurs in order for us to be able to have the pathway to move forward. So I see that's kind of the reasoning why all of this is happening. Now, uh, astrologically at this moment, uh, so that, you know, December, January, February, that's where it's really busting into our awareness that's where, you know, the numbers are beginning to rise. Um, extreme measures are being taken by some countries to clamp this down and to keep this virus from spreading as much as uh, possible. And then we enter into a new phase as we got into the month of March. And in the month of March, what we've seen so far, again, in this country, our country, the USA, things are spiking. And in Europe, they're spiking as well. We're starting to move up. Uh, but, but there's a characteristic change, I think, that's going on here because now Saturn is no longer in Capricorn. Now Saturn is in Aquarius, even if it's only for a few months until he retrogrades backwards. Um, but it's giving us a different view on what this might be all about and the things that we need to do. So, for example, Saturn in Aquarius rules laws and regulations, and it still holds on. To, he's still the ruler of Aquarius, by the way. We talked about that last month when we looked at Saturn moving into Aquarius. And we talked about how Saturn in Capricorn 
is the ruler, but Saturn in Aquarius is also one of the rulers, as well as Uranus, who likes to, you know, upset the apple cart. So now we have Saturn in a sign that rules the common people. So that's you and me, humanity, and also rules those big institutions, as well as laws and regulations. So what we're seeing now is the reaction and I call it a reaction rather than a response because I don't think it's, I don't think we're responding. I think we're reacting, reacting to what's yes. happening. And that reaction is all about now, how do we curb your freedoms? How do we contain this virus? How do we stop it from, you know, blasting through the, the world until we're trying to buy time, right? Time, another element of Saturn until we have a vaccine or we have some kind of, of, uh, a drug or therapy that that can help you know mitigate the, the the disease and along with that seemingly comes some authoritarian rule right where you saw countries like china who are already fairly authoritarian clamping down that population we saw ugly videos of what was going on in that country as people were being drugged into hospitals to be quarantined in this country, it doesn't work quite that way. So we see people just sort of reluctantly going along with these new regulations. <laughs> and we also see the Aquarian effect on the people, right? It's the people who's losing, who are losing jobs. It's the people whose families are being separated by this, uh, this disease and people who are dying, you know, are not being able to, to pass on to the next world in, uh, you know, with their families. I mean, this is kind of the ugly side of all of this. Yet, there is such a high potential now. And this is where I think we're here for the reset. Because all of this could reset things for us to become more sustainable. Mm -hmm. To become more generous and, and humane, if you will. I guess that's the best word I can come up with, humane. To find innovation, right? To, to see, you know, yes. this, if nothing else, has shown us the glaring holes in our plans and in our uh, institutions and in our ability to handle something. You know, the U.S., oh, the hubris of it all, how they thought they were so ready, right? We're ready for this pandemic, right? This will never reach pandemic status, first of all. And then second of all, we're ready. We know what to do. But then it all falls, to, falls apart, you know, when it comes right down to it. Where are the ventilators? Where are the masks? And how do we get those to people and people losing jobs and the virus spreading like wildfire, people dying? Uh, so uh, there's a bit of madness in it all and a bit of this is necessary for us to be able to move forward. So Saturn and Aquarius um, bringing us the potential here for the short term of really getting a handle on this virus. But it's more than about the virus. It's about getting a handle on the, uh, the institutions that are crumbling. Every time we get this kind of a hit, it's the stock market that crumbles. It's the job market that crumbles. It is uh, the same things keep happening. It's like psychosis, right? Over and over again, expecting a new, re new uh, uh, reaction, but it's the same thing, right? You can't, you can't do that. So we have this opportunity right now to retool everything, right? To really take a hard look at the economy, to take a hard look at what's behind our economy, what's driving capitalism, what's driving consumerism, and, and how is all of that playing into this pandemic? And we also have this huge information uh, uh, world 
available to us, right? In a moment, I could pull up the stats of what's happening in our state around this virus. I could pull up the stats about, you know, what's happening around the world. And that very information almost over overdoes people, uh, overstresses us, right? There's that, it's so accessible. And we don't even know half the time if the information that we're receiving is true, right? We get false news, fake news. And then are we responding to what's really happening or is there something else that's going on behind the scenes? And you can get into all kinds of conspiracy thinking. And, you know, you mentioned David Icke. Uh, I haven't listened to any work that he's done in a long time because I thought he was getting way out there into the conspiracy end of things. But in everything, there's a little bit of truth, right? There's those little kernels all over. And uh, I think the bottom line is that we're just in this reset. And we have this, this opportunity to make it better, to, re, to look at everything that we do from a human uh, perspective, a social structure. And are we, is, it, is it in support of humanity or is it not? Because I can tell you, coming up next is Jupiter and Pluto in a conjunction on April 4th. <laughs> Do we put on our armor before this one? Well, this is the first of three uh, major transits these two will make with each other this year. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one happening in April, the next one happening in the summer, and the next one in the fall. And to me, when I look at that, I go, wow. You know, and this is the first time since the Bronze Age, going back to pre-Dark Ages. This is the same energy that triggered the bronze age decay and decline and went into the dark ages that's where we are astrologically so we're on the precipice are we going to be thrust into another dark age it won't be of the same characteristic but certainly it was a plague virus that started the dark ages Mm -hmm. uh, or are we going to rise above or are we going to rise to this and use our technology in appropriate ways? Are we going to band together as humanity and stop this stupid polarization and this division that we have and start mm -hmm. working for the common good? The one thing we have going for us in this period of time that the dark ages didn't have is that we are several steps closer to the age of Aquarius, right? We're, we're definitely moving into that age where, um, all concerns are getting ready to be focused more and more on the people, on us as individuals and us as groups. And how, you know, um, are you a Star Trek fan at all? I'm not, but I know that a lot of our watchers will be. <laughs> so uh, I think it was Star Trek 3 where Spock was dying. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had gone into uh, this terrible nuclear fallout kind of thing to fix the reactor so the the spaceship would fly. And he said something very profound there that was really very much about the edge of what we are in as far as the age of Aquarius. And it's the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. And we all in this world have become so individuated and so concerned with our own individual welfare that we don't care what happens to our next door neighbor as long as our needs are met. And of course, that in and of itself is not sustainable. And that's a little bit of an overblown way to state that as well, because certainly I care about my neighbors. But, the, but uh, 
you get the gist of what I'm saying here. We've become overly focused on our own needs and getting our own needs met that we weren't really thinking about what the impact of our actions were on the collective or on the earth or on all of us together. So I think sometimes something as tragic or as important as this virus comes along to really shake up the paradigm mm. and to really yeah. give us that opportunity to rethink our ways. And at this point, I would say that we are much more like the virus as humans than we are as humans. Because I don't think we really understand anymore what does it mean to be human? What does that mean? Right? Humans are caring. If we look at the bees, right? Bees in a hive, they all work to the good of the hive or of the, the civilization, you could say. But in humanity, we've not done that, right? We, we did in other times, but we got away from that. I mean, we had lessons to learn, so I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying we got overly concerned about our own individual uh, path and without thinking about the impact on civilization at large. So as any life form has shown us that if when they they stray too far from you know the good of the community they begin to die off and you know natural selection right <laughs> so we have not only just the the human community i think we've become um disconnected from uh, mother nature and it's i think that started it all Honestly, I think that started it all. When we got disconnected from Mother Nature, we got disconnected from the feminine, and then we got disconnected from each other, you know, from, from humanity at large. So we're in, again, uh, you know, to me, that looks like repair, right? Retool or repair, uh, reconfigure, reboot. Um, there's a lot of things that we could say about what this is. But the one thing that I want everybody to understand is that this isn't something to be frightened of. Yes, you want to take precautions, right? And whatever it is that you can do yourself personally to guard against any, you know, pandemic, adding to the pandemic, you do, right? Because it makes sense. Not because the government's telling you to do it, but because it makes sense. And then uh, stay out of that fear. Uh, I wanted to also bring up Saturn and Aquarius and the air traffic or the air restrictions, right? Air sign. It is an air sign. And the travel restrictions and all of that that are going on, the impact of that is, is just so eloquent when we have uh, Saturn now moved into an air sign. Now, that Pluto and Jupiter conjunction that I was talking about and what that brings to us, I really feel like for a while the virus is going to go underground after we have that conjunction. So maybe long about April, end of April, maybe beginning of May. Um, it seems to sort of disappear, right? And we think things are going to get back to normal. But I'm telling you now not to go that, don't, don't fall into that trap because as we move later into the year, more shocking and consequential astrological things happen that can really uh, cause more destruction. I, I don't want to be a fear monger here, but... There are, this, I, I myself was sort of surprised that this level of, of chaos occurred this early in the year. Uh, mm. I thought it could, but I, I was really expecting that to be later, like September, October, November. And uh, the reason I was thinking that is because Mars is moving into his retrograde phase this year. 
So as we move into late June, he moves into the sign of Aries. And Aries is a sign he rules. This is warrior energy. And this energy can be very reactive. It mm -hmm. can be very um, instinctual where we get into that fear mode and what's fear do for us? It causes us to go into survival. So we're not often thinking very clearly about what we do when we go into that kind of survival energy. Mm -hmm. And he spends his entire, the entire summer in Aries. Then he turns retrograde September 9th in Aries and then changes back to forward motion in November, but is still in Aries all the way through the end of 2020. So I think it's that last part of the year uh, where we have a lot of potential trouble brewing because the sign of Aries is in a challenging aspect to the planets that will still be in Capricorn, Pluto, Jupiter, and other minor planets like Pallas Athena and uh, Chiriclo and there was another one, Ceres, I think, is back in there then. So while I think we'll get a lull, I don't want people to become complacent, mm. right? I think that that would be a tragedy to the utmost here for everybody to get complacent, right? We still need to, to work on our own ability to be sustainable, to be self-sufficient. You know, the first thing that happens when we get hit with something like this is people go nuts, Right, hoarding toilet paper of all things. I don't know how that one started. That was it weird. started because somebody said, "Well, you better buy toilet paper because Jap uh, China makes most of the toilet paper." Ah. So people just went nuts. They ran with that. That's not even true. A lot of our toilet paper here, at least in the U.S., is made here in the U.S. Mm. So why would people think that? Uh, because they listen. They only. I get so irritated with people on Facebook. My, even my own family, they write these half-blown things on Facebook from, you know, whatever, whatever side of the news that they're looking at, you know, in our country, maybe it's their look, they're Republicans, so they're only listening to what the Republicans are saying, or vice versa, uh, the, with the Democrats and what they're saying, without looking at the whole picture. And I think that really causes that tunnel vision, right? You only then mm -hmm. see, you can only see what it is those people are feeding you where you've kind of got to step back and look at this bigger picture. And part of that bigger picture then is to be ready. All of us could be ready without hoarding to have the foods we need here at home, to have your, um, what do they call those things? Hand sanitizers and your soaps or whatever that you need without hoarding mm. and be prepared to be self-sufficient because this isn't over yet. Mm. And is it going to be the virus that comes back? Well, that I wish I could look into a crystal ball and say for sure it is. Could it be something worse? I don't know, mm. right? I don't know. We still, we're in an earth sign, right? Capricorn is an earth sign. We could have more earth problems, right? Volcanoes or earthquakes or uh, other, you know, things that can upset society. The point is we need to learn now from the yeah. lessons that are being presented to us about creating a more sustainable world, about drawing together, about looking at how we grow our food, how we treat our animals. Note that this was a disease that jumped from the animal kingdom to human beings, like mm -hmm. that. Or at least that's the thought, right? Scientifically, no one knows for sure yet, but that's the thought. 
that this, you know, was a mutation that jumped out of animals and into humans. Well, what does that say about our eating animals? Mm. I don't know. I would say I'm going to be a lot more careful about what I eat. Yes. Right. And, and about how I choose the foods that I eat, perhaps even if I continue to eat meat, that I'm only choosing it from people who treat animals with love and care and respect. Yes. And so there's, there's a lot of things here, but uh, again, you know, these planets aren't done with us. <laughs> and there's another, you know, little known planet. Most of you probably haven't heard of Eris, except maybe you guys have, cause I've spoken of her before. She was discovered in 2005 mm -hmm. and she was named after the goddess of discord, right? Discord. It's and <laughs> she has a very long transit because she is her her entire cycle is 569 years i think it was that for her to go from zero degrees aries back to 29 degrees pisces or one whole round of the ecliptic plane so a long time and that mm. means she spends a, a more than you know 100 years to assign and so she's in aries right now she is kicking our behinds from the sign of aries which is a, a struggle with the self versus, you know, the community, uh, yeah. the struggle to maintain your own personage, your own I am in the uh, midst of the collective. And I think she's added her own sort of brand of discord to this as we all try to maintain our own, you know, boundaries and our own identities in the midst of, of you know, 7 billion people on the planet. And what does that mean for us going forward? Well, we're going to have to learn these lessons about mm -hmm. how do we stay, you know, it's not be, being a part, thinking community wise doesn't mean that you lose your own identity. No. It just means no. that there's something more to you than that. And that's a fear I think a lot of people stated to me in the past was, well, if we're coming into oneness uh, or if we're coming into unity, what does that mean for me? Well, it's a tapestry, don't you think? And if you weren't in the tapestry, the tapestry's got a hole in it, <laughs> right? If you take you and me out of that tapestry, uh, it, it's got holes, right? It would be like a quilt that you hold up and has little you know, spaces that we just didn't fill in the blanks. So it's, it's impossible for you to lose yourself even in the midst of, of humanity because wow. we're all together and we're all one. It's really an interesting way to look at that. Now, Eris, so more discord. I can't imagine that there will be any less discord because she's here for the long haul and all of those planets in Capricorn are being squared by her, being challenged by her, especially wow. Jupiter and Mars, right? Well, Mars not now, but uh, that was last week. <laughs> this week, it's mostly Jupiter um, who will go retrograde and come back over those same spots. By the way, all those planets, Saturn, Pluto, and uh, Jupiter will turn retrograde in April and May. They'll begin to move backwards into the same territory they've been. So if you think it's over, it isn't. No. Right? Get another opportunity to retool, rebuild, restructure, reformat, reboot, uh, and then it will move forward again. And that won't be until just before that target time that I was telling you, September to December. So 
Do I think it's over? No, not by any stretch of the imagination. Do I think you should be in fear? No, I don't no. think so. Because we're already seeing China coming out of that, right? We're already seeing other countries that are starting to turn the corner. The thing that concerns me, and this is specifically to the USA, is that the USA is getting ready for their, their first Pluto return. And this country born in 1776 has not seen a Pluto return yet. They won't, we, that happens in 2022. Uh, but Pluto having a very slow motion is already affecting uh, the United States in very negative ways and very deep, there's deep transformations that need to occur within this country. So do I think that other countries will pull out before we do? Oh, yes. I think this one for us is going to be elongated because we're seemingly at this moment slow to learn our lessons, while other countries around the world have seemingly learned those lessons very quickly, done what's needed, um, and, and you know come to the table quickly and said, this is what we need to do, and done it. And I think they'll pull out sooner than us in the U.S., where we just can't seem to get our collective you know what's together to do what we really need to do so again nothing to be frightened over no see i'd like to pick up on that janet because there is a lot of fear out there yeah. and i noticed your response when you were talking about the reboot and the regeneration etc etc and it was very um, positive and open. And that's how we need to be rather than, okay, we are being shown lessons. We're given the opportunity and we can either be slow learners or we can get the concepts and go, right, we're going to run with this. But you know what? Within any group, we have that same thing, right? There's the people that are always at the cutting edge and they get it and they start working on it right away. And then there's those people that go, hmm, that's a great idea. I think I'll join in. And then there are the lags, right? They come in later. They're more cautious, perhaps, or, you know, they have other concerns that uh, are uppermost in their minds. And then they catch on late. So that, too, is happening. Um, there was another point that I was going to bring in. Oh, yeah, that from a human design perspective, and this is a different system than what we've been talking about. We've been talking about, you know, astrology and the planets. Mm -hmm. But if we address this from human design, something interesting happens between now, it started this week, March 24th. So was that yesterday, your day before yesterday, um, through May 1st, and that is the earth zipping through all of the gates of the spleen, which happen to double as fear gates. So I think we have such a keen opportunity right now to reduce fear, right? I think everybody's going to be triggered in one way or another. But if you consciously allow that fear to overtake your, if, if you allow that fear to, it can overtake your life. Mm. But if on the other hand, you greet that fear with a, I see you and I value your input, but thank you, no, then in the moment, then fear can release its hold on you. And we have ample opportunities over the next several weeks for that to happen as the earth moves through each one of those gates of the spleen sequentially. And the spleen is the center for time, intuition, health, and also fear. And the fact that it's engaged in time, the time in the spleen is in the now, which means that the moment we choose to let fears hold on us be released, boom, it's gone. You don't have to experience it anymore. 
that doesn't mean that we won't experience it in some way, but every time that we choose to feel that fear, to see that fear, and then just move forward anyway, the less hold it has on us. And right now, fear field on this planet is dense. It is so thick and we have to reduce that, right? And we can each do that on our own just by, just by recognizing what's happening when you start to feed into that fear. I, I had a big aha about this. I think it was last week. I think it happened to me while I was on air in my morning show where uh, we started to talk about the upcoming transits of the earth through all of the signs or all of the gates of fear. And I went, oh my gosh, I have an open spleen. And the spleen center, when it's open, is taking in the fear generated by the collective. And I had found myself like not being able to sleep at night, being anxious, waking up with this pit in my stomach. And I was like, what is going on? And then I realized I'm pulling in all of that fear. But the moment I realized that that was happening to me was the moment I was able to release it. And now it doesn't mean that fear doesn't come up, but now I'm looking at it differently because it doesn't have to hold me in place. It just has to inform me of where I've come. I've gotten out of alignment with the truth. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, that's to me, we all have these next six weeks of just awesome lessons that we can learn and move through and be done, learn, move through, get done. And, you know, just on and on. Today's fear was about perfection, perfectionism, and judgment, um, and oppression, right? So we had some really interesting lessons that we're learning right now. And, um, and really what we're, we're learning about is how to align our heart and our mind this week. And when we align those things, there is no fear, right? Mm -hmm. Because everything is moving in a divine right order in perfect harmony but there are lots of different things that happen on any given day as the death toll rises or as you hear of a friend or somebody that's died today it was what prince charles is, is uh, positive you know things like that can can trigger that fear but we got to go okay we know that's that's something that we can move through we can release and in that moment that we choose to do that then that's the that's reducing the amount of time that fear is sitting on the planet Excellent. or affecting the planet. Now, because we're in self-isolation, lots of us, we're being safe and staying at home, it's a really good opportunity for people to journal, uh, especially anxieties. You know, put on paper how you're feeling. And uh, really, I, I love the idea of automatic writing, just simply letting having an open mind and and writing and seeing what comes yeah. out mm. letting your angels speak through you yes right there was an assignment i gave my morning listeners uh that from march 23rd until april 23rd i wanted them to journal what they are seeing in the world that is new or exciting or cutting edge or different or shows us that we're we're moving in a new direction and the reason I wanted people to do that is because even though Saturn in Aquarius initially has some issues for us to deal with, there should also be underneath it all some new positive information that's coming out, like new uh, possibilities for therapies for uh, this particular virus, for new ways, like a uh, greatest example happened this morning. A friend of mine lives in Canada 
and her son is six years old. And she snapped a picture of, of him this morning, uh, sitting at a desk in his, in his bedroom, online with his fellow students learning math. And I went, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Because that's the potential for high side for the future too. You know, that we could bring education to children without them having to leave home, mm -hmm. right? And go into a situation or into an institution, particularly the younger kids. And then we can find other ways to socialize and to bring them together for social events or outings and things like that. So that went down in my little journal because it's something that's really, you know, that, that to me was something important enough to write down because it's something we may see as we move forward in time. Mm. That's something good from, you know, that um, schools being closed comes out of it. Right. Uh, anyway, so if you guys want to do that, by all means, and share it with other people. Look, this is what I saw today. Um, and it doesn't have to be just Pollyanna, you know, good things. It could be, you know, some negative things that you see too, that this has to change kind of thing, right? That uh, yeah. you know, brings just more awareness of, of the, the uh, things that we can do right now, or the things that are happening right now that are going to have an impact over the next several years. You know, it isn't yeah. long before, what is it, December 21st, where Jupiter and, and Saturn come together at zero degrees of Aquarius. And that starts uh, the first time in 800 years that uh, Jupiter and Saturn have come together in an air sign. That's huge. Mm -hmm. And then it's just a few years after that, where Pluto moves into Aquarius. So we're being primed right now. That's why I say reboot retooling, rekeying, all of that is happening to us. I think even our own, I think our personal DNA is also being changed. Ooh. I've sort of felt like that, you know, and, you know, waking up and feeling a little disoriented or feeling real fatigue and going, wait, I don't feel sick, but why am I so tired? And mm -hmm. I realized that obviously I've been being worked on or something yes. has been working on us. Uh, while we sleep and maybe the people who are choosing to leave the planet because of the virus are ready to come back in a new uh, earth suit <laughs> and uh, you know with new to, to add to the new of the planet mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know I wish I knew all those answers but there are ways that we can look at this that are definitely much more positive than the drone of the nightly news where, yes, they're doing a good job keeping us informed, but it tends to be the more negative slant. Yes. And so that's why I'm delighted that we've had this opportunity this morning, Janet, to put a different side. And, and I would encourage everybody to remain positive. You know, what is it? Aren't we so fortunate we've got this time, uh, some of us, with our families, if you're living under the same roof, uh, and uh, this time to do what we can for ourselves, you know, to check in with ourselves and see how we're feeling. Uh, you know, am I anxious? Am I excited? What is there to be excited about rather than uh, being fearful? Because there is a lot of fear out there and we want to yeah. let that go as much as we possibly can. Janet, you mentioned your daily show. I know it's yeah. Monday to Friday in the USA and... Um, 8 a.m. <laughs> Pacific time on my uh, Living Astrology Facebook page. And, and of uh, course, 
then it's available for those of us who are sleeping at that time. We can tune in later. <laughs> no, you have to get up that. and you have to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do upload it to YouTube. It also sits on the Living Astrology page, which I don't think I uh, realized that it's there even yeah, after uh, and people can go and listen to it there. Uh, but I also upload it to Blog Talk Radio as a an MP3 or a podcast, so you, you can get the news, the the astrological news in many ways, without uh, uh, having to get up at I don't know what time it would be your time when I'm on must be in the middle of the night. Yes. Um, yeah. So there's that, and then um, what was the other thing I was going to say about that? Then you know shows like this where we can come on and we can talk these things through. Uh, are huge, you know, so go looking for those people out there that are tossing out the uh, old and opening to the new heart centeredness. There are um, websites like the Heart Math Institute that, you know, they're doing all kinds of places that I can think of that are doing meditations on a daily basis, uh, people cool. coming together. It's amazing to see if you start looking for that, how people are coming together in this time, as opposed to, you know, how people are dying or not that we shouldn't look at that too but um, I think there's huge opportunities out here for us to be different to Absolutely. be more human so Angel Heart Radio has lots happening uh, along with the Enlightened World Network they're doing meditations regularly and what I love about that is that yes you can join live or you can watch it later so if you're having a sleepless night Tune into something and uh, ease your mind. You know, use the time effectively. Yes, positively. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes, rather than lying and, oh, I'm not sleeping. Oh, oh, I've got the opportunity too. And we're very lucky, fortunate these days that we have all of this technology that uh, we can speak to people on the other side of the world if, they're, if it's their daytime. I love doing that if I find myself awake. <laughs> I find myself awake not wanting to get up and do anything. I just want to go back to sleep. <laughs> yes. Craziness. Thank you, Janet. It'll be interesting to see uh, what's happening when we're speaking at the end of April. Yes, indeed. Actually, at the end of April, we'll be talking about yeah, by then we'll be talking about the nodes moving finally out of Cancer and Capricorn and over to Gemini and Sagittarius. And that, that's also going to signal a change on the planet. But will it be a good one? We'll see. <laughs> Stay of course tuned, it's good. <laughs> of course. Okay. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, everyone. And may you continue to enjoy whatever is in your path. Bye for now. Bye.